Quoi, music Mais on est un Everybody, welcome back to TA5 Otica 5 Outside Podcast. My name is Sachin. Hey guys, I'm Bilal. Hi, Jaren here. Yeah, this is Kiran. Nicholas. Good night, good night, VVK. And thank you for joining us once again this week on our podcast. And thank you for listening to the past five podcasts. Our, we are very appreciative of the support and the listens as always. Big up yourself. Big up yourself, for real. So, guys, how was your week? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Frustrated. Mine was very Why? frustrated. Why? Um, well, first I'd ordered, I'd ordered new bed sheets, but I get the wrong size. But that's besides the point. The thing that was the most frustrating was um, sheet. I was supposed to get, I was supposed to get a, a Kanye album this weekend, and it never showed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. So I'm, I'm pretty upset about that. I feel like that should be something you're accustomed to and like expecting by now, you know, given his track I, record. I from from other artists, but not given his track record, yeah. But you know, the, I was expecting this time. I was hopeful, you know. Yeah, from the time I see Midnight did. drop and he yeah, didn't have the album. Don't I was don't done it. with the album. Yeah, boy, that hurts. Uh. <laughs> oh <laughs> God. <laughs> Jaren, you okay? Jaren, you alright there, buddy? Yeah, yeah. I got real good. You know what? such a... Just that audio album. Just isolate that. Answer in the group chat. I'm gonna do that. I wish Jaren had his camera on. <laughs> I want to see the expression on his face when he make that noise. <clears throat> no, <laughs> so part more. I mean, I wouldn't understand the pain you've been going through with the with regards to the Kanye album, but um, my condolences. Thanks, but all I know is pain from these and suffering. For, from what I understand, a couple artists that you all listened to release music this weekend. How was that? Good. Yeah, Dave album was full of bangers. Yeah, we love Dave. Dave. We dance. Yeah, we love Dave. <laughs> That's a nice song. Yeah, that song real bad. Yeah. Dave come up with music, The Weeknd come up with a song. It's a manager chopping voices, but like, with he album. <laughs> yeah. Um, that Drake feature. Who else, boy? And um, Lil Nas and Jack Harlow. Oh, and Jackie yeah, Bob. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of just pretty silly. Big up the production. Big up Jack Harlow. Well, I didn't. Um, the only song I listened to that was um very recent was the latest Ed Sheeran song. So, big up Ed Sheeran. Currently waiting for his album. <laughs> his his last album was really good doing number six collaborations. That was that was yeah. a banger. Every album he dropped actually 
Yeah, know. yeah, that's yeah. Ed Sheeran is actually my favorite artist right now. He Among, yeah, he's consistent. Yeah, yeah, big up Ed. Yeah, for him. But what? So who who would you guys say are your like wait, wait, top I wanna, artists? I wanna, oh yeah, go ahead. Roll back to Ed Sheeran. Like um, I find he's like a real interesting guy because he know like Nelly. Well, he does be like with some real interesting people. Like it have the. <laughs> It had Ed Sheeran and who was Beckham. No, um, Euros and Ed Sheeran and Beckham was together. Yeah. And yeah. then um, it had a picture Ed Sheeran drunk and Abhishek Bachchan together. <laughs> I I don't know what this man has been hey, doing. Yeah, boy, for real. But I feel like, like he's having a good time. Yeah, I feel like he's real good vibes no matter where he does go. Yeah. Ed Sheeran doesn't give up the vibes like he's just that real chill fella that everybody just like the language. Yeah. Uh, his his episode of Hot Ones was really entertaining to watch. Like the man, he he's a real quiet fella. He is, he is. But yeah, he's he's consistent. He has consistently been like my favorite artist for the past like five years. Yeah, for sure. I don't know what. Well, what about you guys? I don't know, but I I I don't think like I have. A favorite artist that is like gravitate to, you know, like I just listen to anything really. Once it's on an alright, I give it that job. So I'd, I'd say personally, I'd have like a favorite artist. John, I remember when um. I never used to music at all. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the listeners don't know about that, so we need to tell them the story. So when I was um. John? The only thing John yeah. used to listen to and form was, was, West, was Western, <laughs> Western music. We know Western. <laughs> we know Western music. Every time we asked John what his favorite music, he would name some track from like the 60s. And it would it would be like Western. Yeah. Western song, yeah. yeah. And he supports John when you stamp with the good ball on the other way. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's correct because the good ball and the other team is one of the greatest movie no, soundtracks of all time. Everybody should watch that. Yeah. I am. Uh, yeah, I, I really recently get into like falling in love with music and. Hmm? and uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> what was he here for? I don't know. You continue your oh. story, bro. Thanks, thanks for the opportunity to talk, guys. <clears throat> um, yeah, when we recently started falling off with music, and um, I mean, before I used to listen to like women on the radio. <laughs> no, you see, you see, all it is Wednesday on nine five one. That was yeah, that was actually slow. That is the pinnacle of of music for me. It is music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I think I think I don't think we could have an episode now with all my voice cracking. I well, think that have to. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was gonna see. Back in um, back in my high school is like the the type of music I would listen to would definitely um cool uh coincide with the my friends tastes in music so like any like um edm or like host music me and b i used to listen to that a lot 
when it was uh, when yeah. it was the thing. I remember that was Sunset Festival. Sunset Festival was insane. That was great. Honestly, that's boy was Martin Garrix, yeah boy. Martin Garrix, yes. All those I mean honestly, all those artists still um I still listen to them if they come out with music, but they're not as like hyped up as they were before, like back in the day. They were they were in control of the music scene, but then well, what we have as trap music now evolved from EDM, like the beats and the, the background music. Yeah, but those artists so, like still is like the definitive music in like Europe and like still. Yeah, yeah. Club music. That's all the oons oons thing. John, you could give us a sample. No. <laughs> But yeah, there's um, and then Padmore used to introduce me to a lot of music too. I remember, um, one time he came over and he was just he brought his Bluetooth speaker and we were just sitting down listening to the weekend. And I was like, that was the first. This is before the weekend was like popular, and he just came with the entire trilogy album on his iPod, and we 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 were listening to the whole thing. Yeah, so I remember that. that. I remember yeah, the Zane album was big for us too. When the man released his first album, like his yeah, first boy, album Zane, as well, boy. we were vibing to that boy. I still love yeah, that. And, and his new albums that come out still good too, you know. Like the man was yeah. quality artist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I also yeah, the Zane album was really good. Like I would say the peak of me listening to new music. Would have been 2016 to 2017. That was like 20, 2014 to 2017. And especially so like my favorite albums back in that time would be like um, Ma- Major Laser, Pieces Emission was my favorite. Um, Ed Sheeran, Divide, um, Kaigo's album, Charlie Puth's album, even Drake's album. I, uh, that was uh, Views, Views came out in 2016. 2015, I think. 2015? I think it was 2016. 2016, yeah, 2016. Yeah, yeah so like all those, that was that was like the peak of me, like listening to music. But now like my favorite albums consist of um, Sour by Olivia Rodrigo. And uh, yeah. That album was real bad. That album was really good, album actually. Was <laughs> but I, I actually tend to like listen, like because of my girlfriend, we... we she loves Taylor Swift, and by extension, I love Taylor Swift now. But I've always liked Taylor Swift's music, but I know all the songs by heart now. And I, Taylor Swift is a... She doesn't miss, honestly. If it's one artist that doesn't miss besides Ed Sheeran, it's Taylor Swift, in my opinion. No, I, I find Taylor Swift is a very respectable young woman. I it's just... <laughs> not my taste. But, but Beyonce <laughs> had the best music video ever, Beyonce had the best music video ever. That's all I have to say. Honestly, not a fan of Beyonce. Same. Whoa. Yeah. I also not a fan of Beyonce. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she cool. She's good. What about Jay Z, though? Yeah, Jay Z. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Pinnacles of hip hop music, for sure. Booted. Yeah. So, who, in your opinion, who would be like, if you guys had to name like, the top three, like phone, like I would say, phone and fathers of modern hip hop. 
Well, who would that be in your opinion? Kanye, Jeezy, and Lil Wayne. I feel like that's a good trio, to be real honest. Yeah, yeah. It is. I agree. Like, this year, probably, trap music is so no. Like, if, like, take, like, influences from, like, Young Tug, like, started, like, after 2010. But, like, seeing, like, from before 2010, it was really, like, Kanye, Jay-Z, and Lil Wayne. They, like, make that bridge. And then they have, like, a Young Tug falling in. And Drake, and Travis, and etc. Yeah, I think... Would, um, would I, like, be recognized as, like, a modern, modern hip-hop? Or would he be a bit ooh. older? Nice. Ooh. Um, probably slightly older. Yeah, I think he that's like one of these like a little bit older, right? Yeah, that's like mm-hmm. one of the conceptions of like hip hop music. I wouldn't say it's like a in, big influence now because you don't really hear those type of flows again. Yeah, you don't hear it too often. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. That that that's a good top three idea for modern modern hip hop. Yeah, and big up Kanye for like popularizing like um. Auto tune, because I remember like when he now started using it, <laughs> people wasn't really big fans of it, and now literally every song have auto tune in it. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, personally, I haven't like always been a fan of um. Well, not I wouldn't say a fan. I take that back. I, I, I just like haven't consistently listened to a lot of hip hop, but like even the especially the mainstream ones, like those are the only ones like I would actively listen to. Or like whatever comes up suggested on Apple Music for me, and it's always like within those top three artists. So they they are, have they have been consistently good, and like I would also agree that they have been um, essential in creating modern hip modern hip hop as it is today. But I would love to hear like our audience's view on that because I mean. Other people feel very, very strongly about music, and to me, music is um, music makes you always hits a different note, like pun not intended, in inside everybody. Like there's always something for somebody, and it always helps somebody um feel some type of emotion. Yeah, if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, for sure. Music. Like Magdalena. Sorry. You have any um, thoughts on Megan Thee Stallion, Padma? Um, nothing that nothing that won't get me in trouble. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I won't say she's right. bad, but she music very repetitive. So, once she's, again, one, so. long story short, she's make TikTok music. Yeah, basically. Yeah. A lot of the next, that I find the next big big thing how TikTok is a major influence of music today. Like whatever any top ten chats, yeah, whatever any top ten chats, probably like nine out of the ten songs blow up because of TikTok. Yeah, for sure. Even, even um, like a lot of songs that I would like, I don't really listen to radio like that much anymore, like because. Even if I'm going to school, like I would either be listening to whatever is on my playlist on Apple Music, which is which mostly consists of either uh, anime openings or um, just like whatever I like listening to, or I would be listening to a podcast 
mega polyad podcast so there um but yeah so if if i happen to listen to the radio it would be mostly tiktok songs that i have heard in the past year yeah i mean real people blow up from a dot and come the first time i ever hear about ruddy rich was because somebody had made a tiktok about the box rod wave a few um a few maggie stallion songs as well uh right now on tiktok the biggest song right now is a uh, is a mix from from a sample Kanye had do for blood on the leaves but it's a real old song but that making a comeback on tiktok too so that game popular yeah and it's all it's all easier for artists these days like up and coming or even just like people who have been in the industry and not like have not getting that much traction it's a lot easier for people to just like up and say you know like i want to start doing music and it's easy for them to just go and make a song and put it out and get get hits and listens and i mean that's good they reaching out to other could, people you could use the time to promote um actually one of our our one of the people speaking here actually has a has a song cloud um he goes by the name of Smiley, Mr. Jaron Robsindar. <laughs> he could um, just give him a big old shout out. To yeah, yeah, big oh, up, big up, Jaron. I didn't, yeah, Jaron, yeah, you yeah. didn't tell, you didn't tell me I had a song code. I, I don't have a song code. I don't. <laughs> well, talking. Well, Let me just come on the Yeah, actually, has Apple like, Music. Right. So, so good job I, on that. Great. Jaren. I'm real confused right now because <laughs> I don't know if somebody using my name to to do. I what? <laughs> <laughs> so John, one of the so we'll have to share on the Instagram like um your music soon, but we could even um we could even share with you guys like if if you all you are interested to, to share like some of our top playlists. I mean I was on I happened to scroll through um Twitter the other day. And I saw that was like a, a while ago actually, and I saw Vivek share one of his playlists, one of his Spotify playlists, and I was going through it, and I was like, all these songs on his playlist are certified bangers. So big up yourself, Vivek. That that playlist probably took a while to put together. That was the Nostalgia one, it? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think that playlist is like what twenty three hours long or something. What? Yeah, I think a while to come. <laughs> what? Yeah. I wish it, I would. His music spanning from 2008 to 2014. Yeah. 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 I think I'm good. I'm from like from like the 60s, all them old rock music coming. Yeah. I'm gonna make one of that too. That's the next massively long playlist. <laughs> so and what and Bilal, do you have a reggaeton playlist? I have like about five. Like, nice. I have some- I have one with the retro old school. I have some with the with the newer ones that released like within the past year, and then I have some guys with like whatever faces and the the songs come out because I don't like to I like to have playlists with like the more recent songs, and as always, I'm making yeah. new playlists. New playlists, so, so I have, like, a good, I have like a good amount. But I think I have a playlist that's about honestly, I can't remember. I don't have one with um about. 400 or 500 songs, I think, where I just compile all the good reggaeton songs, I know, from yeah. all the years, and yeah. So, uh, those who didn't know, Bill is our bilingual king, and he, he is the reason that I, um, 
that I the I I know a couple who um of reggaeton songs besides the besides the ones that play on the radio. So I'd be like, what would be your opinion on like um the popularity of that genre of music right now? No, well, it's a good thing because I mean, the is quality songs is my favorite genre of music and. And um, not just that, just Latin music in general, they just increase in popularity, and that's a good thing because I mean, it's good music. You don't necessarily need to know the language of a song for you to enjoy it. You could just, if you like, sure. vibe, you could vibe it, you know. So yeah, yeah, I mean, it's good. So, so what are your thoughts when you know? I have to ask you this question because I know you feel very strongly about it. What were your thoughts when a song with you like, like the likes of? <laughs> Of the likes of Despacito became very popular. <laughs> I mean, for the genre, it was a good thing because I mean, you get to see these those artists like, for example, Luis Fonsi, who was a big, big Latino artist who didn't used to do reggaeton songs. He was more, he was a more, um, I don't know what to call the genre, boy, but just more like a more like romancey type, not that reggaeton dancey type, and that Yankee who was like the king of the genre. So to have that, unfortunately, the remix I want popular is the Justin Bieber remix. <laughs> and um, well, it's just a straight. No, no hate to Justin Bieber, but no like hate to song, Justin Bieber, but that, yeah. like, that song and remix is total ass. So if you're gonna have, a, <laughs> I just gonna say this one time: if you're gonna have an English speaker on a Spanish song or any song from any language, at least have the person pronouncing the language correct. You know what I mean? Was, Have you was it thoughts on, um, on on Drake being on Bad Bunny? Mia. Drake didn't actually sing that bad. That, I just vibe that song a yeah. lot more than Despacito. Than, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't like Despacito at all, at all, at all. I can't even listen to the original now. It's just so overplayed and just so meh. Yeah, but what I think... What about the one with the weekend? The one with the weekend? Um, with Maluma? Is Maluma? Yeah. With Maluma? Oh, Maluma the weekend? Yeah, yeah. That, but I like the original more. Mm. I find I find the weekend and then pronounce it too good either. He wasn't he wasn't so hot with the pronunciation, but I mean yeah. Yeah, I I, I hear where you're coming from, but I like especially with I think it was from the beat from Despacito like till now. So like that was like what 2017 to now. I think I would think Latin music has gotten a lot more popular because of that. I'm not sure if like it was oh, just a coincidence. Oh, oh. and not yeah. just that. It get more popular mainstream because when you yeah, look back yeah. before before 2017 and stuff, the songs and stuff on YouTube used to get hundreds of millions of views and stuff. If you look up um on YouTube, if you go up and search for song or music videos or whatever videos that have over a billion views, you're gonna see a majority of them or a good few is Spanish music, is Latino music, is either reggaeton songs or whatever the case. Just because that the popular the sheer popularity of it is so big, you know, and just the fact that getting to mainstream media, aka American media, it is through the avenues of the fan bases of like Justin Bieber, Drake, The Weeknd, etc. That that happen because people yeah. get introduced to the artists and realize, hey, you know, you sound good, and then I want to listen to more of this stuff, and I saw it just naturally flew. So like for the genre, I glad fit for those kind of for those songs like those overplayed. Um, hybrid songs, but at the same time, I just the songs itself not that great. So, so for the genre, it is good, but like as as songs on their own, yeah. But uh, I, like I would uh, listen to them. 
No, but the, the next thing to is right is like as certain songs and certain artists and certain genres come into the mainstream, aka the US and westernized um, media and whatnot, and then you, like that gonna have an effect on how they make in music and the type of music they make in too, you know, because I mean, at the end of the day, music making is like, is a, is a business, right? People doing this as a career and making money and whatnot, right? So they're going to cater to, you know, where they're getting the most amount of money from and the most amount of views and listens and whatnot, right? And you think like that have a possibility of like changing, like ch- change is good, right? Like artists go along evolutions and whatnot and then, and changing their their rhythm and tunes and, and whatnot and flows and whatnot and right but like you think some of them will sacrifice like the I don't want to say originality but like the core or like what the genre used to be to to satisfy this new audience that they get. Talking about like reggaeton and thing, right? Like all these Latin artists and stuff. So yeah. So what um I agree to extend with you because when you look at Daddy Yankee, Daddy Yankee songs now become purely like westernized and poppy and is bullshit because his songs become, in my opinion, complete ass. Like I find Daddy Yankee fall off real bad. And he was one of, he is the, what, what um, people call like the godfather of reggaeton and old school reggaeton or kind of thing. So it, he fall off real bad because he producing, he making all these um, real poppy and real just Americanized, westernized um beats and that don't sound that don't appeal to his original audience his reggaeton audience so i don't know if it's more popular in america or i wouldn't know but i just know as a fan myself i don't listen to his new his new work because he would have like one or two features here and there that would be okay but the song most of the songs that he come out by himself not good at all like because because they're trying to appeal to that to that kind of Copy, um, Americanized, Westernized, I should say, vibe. Yeah, I, I think, I think that happens to a lot of artists. Um, when they when they start getting more popular, they're trying to get a lot more reach. And I think part more, you would agree with that. And I, I think I, I would have, I would agree with it as well. Um, with regards to the weekend, what did yeah, you say, Palma? Yeah, what the weekend too? Yeah. yeah. With the weekend, he, he actually had a whole song where he, he talked about it because his music was a bit more like um like a little bit more off pitch and and slow, but with some real real deep meanings and a lot of drugs and and women and, and and just things that that people never really related to, but at the same time felt like it was just catchy and something never they never heard of before. And in in one of his songs, I believe it was Rolling Stone. He it was a song to his fans because he was gaining traction. He basically said in his song that I'm sorry, but I my music is gonna go a different way, and it's because of the fame, it's because of the popularity, and I hope that you guys can can still follow along. And I mean, he's changed. He's changed from he changed his music from that trilogy core that he had. All the way, all the way across now to to where he has now a whole branding of more like, like a like a hip hop, R and B, eighties vibe to him right now that that he's going for. And he always goes th- goes through little changes and he, he tries to to put something new in each and every one of his albums. But the biggest change was from when he was more like a underground artist to 
to that transition when he when he started to make music with Sia and um and the Fifty Shades of Grey soundtrack and stuff. That's when he started to really move on. But you see it with him. You see it with a lot of art, other artists as well too. And you see you also see a lot of artists dabbling in different cultures and different um different songs. Just just trying to see, just trying to find a either trying to find a vibe or or maybe try to pull a Drake where. You just try a little bit of everything. Drake has UK music, Spanish music, Africa music. I, he goes to have French just now, Chinese maybe. I I don't know. But that's that's the that's the way how you go in. <laughs> yeah. I mean Drake on a yeah, yeah, J- business thing. Drake on a J pop song might be insane. I mean, if I if I see Drake doing the opening for my hero academia, I don't know what I don't know what I would think. <laughs> But yeah, the if you because yeah, because if you listen to um the weekends, like one of his early EPs, like even before trilogy, and listen to one of his recent songs, like it's two completely different beasts. It's both very good, but completely different genres. You wouldn't think the same artist wrote the song. That's that's the thing too. Like like change is not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. You know, just because um the artist not what they used to be doesn't mean the music still wouldn't be good, you know? And if it is that they could um, cater to a wider audience than they originally were and still make good music, then all is well, you know? Yeah, like, it's fine. Because up to now, I, I listen to we can maybe at least once a week, I should say, because his music is still good. I won't say that he has, like, like terrible sound now compared to what it was before. So it still works for him. And once it works for you, then that's that's all that matters. And he still keeps a little bit of his authentic or authenticity in his songs as well, too, which is good. Yeah, even his recent albums, you'll still have those one or two songs in the album that will harken back to like his older days. Like even in Afters and the first two tracks in the album, you could see it as it was a little like he's obviously take inspiration from like back then and trilogy days as compared to like the rest of the After Hours album, which is more like 80s and clean. Yeah. So much yeah. to like yeah, stick to like EXO and sort of like, you know, yeah. he had this big move if he was going to OVO with Drake and, you know. Yeah, but, he kept yeah. himself and stuck to roots. Yeah. But a lot of them too, they have. They they do a lot of things for marketing as well, and the weekend is is a prime example of that because right before any weekend album comes out, he clears out his Instagram, he changes his whole persona, and then he releases like one or two big songs that that are specific towards just playing on the radio, and then the rest of the album is more just like hidden gems at, at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, Drake Drake mm-hmm. did I think Drake had um Tulsi Slide, and I think his whole purpose of having Tulsi Slide. Was just to have it become a dance on TikTok. Yeah, mainly for yeah, TikTok. That, yeah, yeah. That, that I, was a that was a strategic money yeah. move from him. I yeah. hate that song with a passion, Pasha. but you I, know, I think I think Drake that I respect that move because yeah. that man knew what he was doing. Yep. You see, that's what that's what make Drake relevant to this day. Like, even when Vine was a big thing, what was the biggest Drake song when Vine was around? Hotline Bling. Hotline Bling. That? Yeah. Always on this wave, like, and that's why I really like Drake about he always trying to be consistent with this new thing, and it's like a real money making business scheme, and we'll be up to him and all his managers 
Yeah, you had to keep up with the times and keep up, like, keep real updated to, to like, be the biggest out there. And for sure, he is one of them that is do that the best. So his team... But then, it also has, it also have people, like, like looking back on, like, Donda and, and the release and the listening parties and stuff that I had in Atlanta just a few days ago. This man was sudden with, with talking about his release, and he didn't even mention it. Huh? I think someone that was in the studio with him that works closely with him was he want to mention it, and you just see tickets go for sale. And those tickets crash the, the sales maker or sales ticket site. Like, that, that's the kind of impact some people have and how big they are, that they didn't even need too much marketing to stay relevant as they are right now because they already paved, paved that way for them. They already accomplished everything they had to accomplish. I just, I just say, Big Time Rush announced they have two concerts this week. And they, and they sold out the same day where they were announced. So, yeah, yeah, it's like... <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> I mean, if we if we were talking about like out of um teenage type of music, I not just some um, big time rush, but like One Direction and like all those all those boy bands who were out, especially when we were growing up, like they. They also had their time in the spotlight as well. I like right now you don't really see too much boy bands like making it big. Um, even like that two thousand, it's like punk rock music. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Kieran, I mean, you are our resident in punk rock and rock music. No, for sure, because I mean, like, if I ever have, in my opinion, honestly, like, if I ever need like recommendations or like um. Or just like information on punk rock music or like good punk rock music. I could I know I could go to Kiran because I mean I know that's your I know that's your style. That's your flavor of music. True. And for those of you who don't know, Kiran was in a band. Like <laughs> I was in Metallica, actually. <laughs> Kieran's Kieran's band was the code disguise and we're trying to get back um, we're trying to make them have a reunion. So if any of the listeners of uh, if any of the listeners are members or past members of the code disguise or like want to be in the reunion group, just uh, hit us a message, and Kieran will fix you up. We're not gonna have a reunion, but um, I'm gonna buy things <laughs> to record guitar covers and put it on Instagram. Okay. Do, like, yes. Next month or something. Yes. Big up yourself. So, so Kieran. Yeah. Yeah, no, I just wanted to ask, like, what, um, so, like, since that is, like, your main genre of music, like, I know, like, that's what you grew up listening to, like, what was your opinion on, like, its place in music now, like, the punk rock uh, genre, or, like, even rock and metal? I think all those 80s music will always stay. I think going back to, like, when we talk about, um, artists changing, that's usually a good thing, because I remember when... Metallica had made Fade to Black and that was like probably 40 years now. That was the first song they had acoustic guitar on and a lot of fans call them sellouts for doing that from going away from their usual like trash metal but now that is like one of the best songs ever. So I guess sometimes change is good. I think with punk rock music from the 2000s the bands never really change so I guess that's why now it's not as big. But um, um, music is like a cycle. So I guess eventually it'll come back. 
I'd be able to do, I think, some Paramore songs as going big on TikTok and whatever. So, you never know. Yeah, that was... Anytime anybody ever hear Green Day or Linkin Park, is a vibe. So... Yeah, yeah, for I sure. Remember, I yeah. remember when um, Linkin Park was like... I mean, there was always like the alternative rock. Like, they always changing something in their songs. Like, they, they were like the first like infused rap on rock. Yeah. But like, coming on to like the end, like the last album, the first single they released was heavy. And that was like a real pop, pop song. And I'm like, all the hardcore Linkin Park fans was, was the real against it. And yeah, they, they, I got real backlash for that. And uh, in that aspect, if you're like talking like the hardcore fans, they definitely wouldn't like any change. They, they will continue to like the same type of music. They will they'll always continue from here. So I don't think like, 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 like I commend the fact that they went more pop in that direction. But then again, they had to please yeah, the hardcore up. fans too. Yeah. You can never please them. You know? Yeah, I think, but I think, well, tell, y'all could tell me if, like, you disagree, but I think especially for, not just, um, well, specifically, actually, for punk rock and rock and metal is more, it's a lot less of a, just listening to something and thinking it's good and you could vibe with it. I think it's more like, for a lot of their fans and a lot of their listeners, it's more like, they feel that type of music and that music like really speaks to them and helps them like feel a certain way. Yeah, I agree. I think um maybe with heavier metal, people's big oh that is no music or whatever. I mean the lyrics is be good, but on the actual instruments, I would say it's probably some of the hardest things you would have to play. Like if I were to take like modern artists like Justin B. Burning, to play their songs is like four chords over and over, but when I had to learn Fade to Black, it took me nearly two weeks just to get the rhythm guitar down. So, mm. even though people might not like this song, it is still music. Yeah. It's a degree of difficulties. That only thing I... missing into the music industry is like the actual music from the instruments. You have no more of that, you know? And yeah, it's all Every artist right thing. now putting up beats on the laptop. And yeah. that's what we're using for this song. So I think like the, yeah. the actual art form of using instruments to create music, I think that's slowly dying out. Which kind of sad. Know. Yeah, it is sad, as I said. Because the main, the main base of beats is either just creating beats from scratch or using samples from other songs and just remixing yeah. it into a new thing. Yeah, if you, when, you, when you listen, like, if you listen to an artist and, like, even if they, they, even if they make a song, and this song is like made up of beats that were computer computer generated, but like they come up with an acoustic version of it. Like I would always appreciate the acoustic version just a little bit more. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Like even like the movie Bohemian Rhapsody, when they was making this song Bohemian Rhapsody, which is one of the greatest songs of all time. They, that was like probably one of the hardest things. I mean they portrayed good in the movie. Like how they start trying to like infuse opera music with rock music but like you know and I don't think it will have any sort of that kind of music again at this time because again no more of that authentic in- instrument playing yeah even, the, even... Uh, oh yeah go ahead Jan. the way like the popular thing is now is just like re- repetitive things you know it's like if you could have 
four or five chords string that together you just have that on loop for the entire song just add a little you know one or two things every once in a while and yeah, then yeah it can go through that's that's it you know music i mean i i'm no expert you know but and i'm not saying anything that people do now i'm not discounting anybody with i feel like the time and the effort that used to go into it decades ago was more than what now yeah that's some yeah, songs will sure. get big when you look at the lyrics is um total nonsense but it's just a beat good so it get big yeah all the mainstream songs now like you wouldn't see like the the very deep meaningful songs like as i said wouldn't make the top 10 like the top 10 music could be like yeah. hip-hop songs popular songs but i mean at the end of the day just like any other industry artists need to do what they need to do to survive and to keep relevant so i like you can't hate them for that it's just that they they understand once if they were putting out a certain type of music before and they were reaching out to a certain fan base so like a certain um set of people like they wouldn't they wouldn't keep that fan base through all their change and same thing like like all of you were saying that they although change is good it might not resonate with everybody well uh, especially when a certain type of music or a certain way artist writes uh changes and they don't really connect with it anymore because um i was watching this interview with Ed Sheeran um on Hot Ones and he was saying that every time he releases an album he ch- he tries to put out something like that's not his usual music so like everybody knows Ed Sheeran for like very deep meaningful like love songs like that if you ask the average person on any street who doesn't listen to Ed Sheeran uh they, and you play um, one of his popular love songs they would know it but he said like when he released um divide his first um song of the album his first two songs of the album were shape of you and castle on the hill so castle on the hill was like similar some similar to what he normally does but shape of you was like a more pop upbeat song and now he released bad habits which is more like it sounds like a more dance song and they artists always try to like i i applaud him for trying to break the mold you know every time he releases music so yeah but if you all um if we if you all like finished talking about like genres of music i i wanted to move on to um to talking a little bit about um soundtracks like any um... I was literally now coming to talk about that because um, you were saying like music just puts you in a mood and right. um, and whatnot, I think, right? But like, and I was going to say that music is not only like, okay, albums and songs and whatnot. So, right? so John, like, was, was your number one, before before you move on, was your number one like music, you know, to, to get into the mood? I... When, when when I was in, in in London, right on like Saturdays and Sundays, and then when all weekend time when you're at the chill and whatnot, I think I I don't know I have it in my in my brain that certain days was a certain music, right? So okay. like I grew up with times of the days. Yeah, yeah, so I grew up like um 
Wednesdays was holidays Wednesday nine five one, so I used to listen to eighties music on Wednesday, and then like Saturday and Sunday, Sunday morning, I used to listen to Chutney, and um, I used to be cleaning and whatnot, and then sometimes like evening time reach and whatnot, I found a little um old school reggae, a little dancehall, and then listen to that while Brunel in incense through the little room and whatnot, and and nice. that used to put me in a nice chill, relaxed mood, you know. And um, so, right now, this is coming back to kind of like the, the heavy metal thing too, right? So, um, yeah, not much people doing that right now, right? But like in music, in terms of like albums and whatnot, I think, right? But um, right now, so I play in Doom, the video game, right? And we'll, if, well, for those that don't know, like the original Doom was like a mid-90s first-person shooter game, like real iconic game right and like so 2016 yeah. they do the reboot and one of the the main things about doom is the music so it's like a israel heavy metal music that is put you in a mood to just like well the game is about killing and demons and whatnot right so just like to, to get you in a mood to just destroy everything not like in real life you know just like in the game and i feel like soundtracks in movies and video games um they have a very very big role to play in the overall enjoyment and atmosphere of um that that game or movie right so like in terms of games like mario kart and the mario games wouldn't be what it is without the soundtrack and even like older games like Chrono Trigger and and the Kingdom Hearts games and even Halo, you know. So those games have so those the 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 composers working on that. I think they have like a real real heavy job on their hand to to deliver something that's quality and immerse the person playing the game or watching the movie into the medium, you know. Oh, yeah, I agree 100%. Any music, any video game I'm playing, especially, like, if there is a soundtrack, if there's a lot of background music, um, it it has to, you know, it has to resonate. And, like, I don't play, like, a lot of, um, like, even if I play, even if it's an indie game that I'm playing, so, like, um, the, only, the most recent indie game, I wouldn't even say it's an indie game anymore because, like, it's insanely popular as um Stardew Valley and as a 16-bit game and so as like as a game about like farming and like fighting monsters and stuff real simple but like very immersive the soundtrack and that was made by one person so the one person designed that entire game and he made the soundtrack by himself and like I would find myself like humming the soundtrack even after hours I stopped playing the game because like it was so peaceful and nice and like even for Mario like I like you said um, Mario Kart all those all those games like they have iconic soundtracks and they wouldn't make them they wouldn't make the games what they are without it so i think the composers have like a they have all the the props should be given to them especially like the design is one but the music is just as important and just like just like sorry just like in um in games i would th- i would say like even certain cartoons i listen like watch like 
namely Steven Universe, the soundtrack on that show and the soundtrack on this um the composure the composition and um the show over the garden wall. So both are product productions from Cartoon Network. Steven Universe and Over the Garden Wall, they have insanely good soundtracks. And like I think they even got awards for those soundtracks. So like it just shows in post like there's like kids' shows and like the the soundtracks just resonate with me so so much. Um, touching on um on soundtracks, I just wanted to to talk about it a little bit on movies too. I think um certain movies they really do do really well depending on the soundtracks that they have as well. I'm not really touching it, but I just wanted to tell you my favorite um my favorite ones with it. Um, Space Odyssey had a real good soundtrack. The 2001 Space Odyssey. Um, For sure. Goodfellas had a real good soundtrack as well. And any any sort of like Christopher Nolan film, I think this man does a really good job with those soundtracks. Well, it's fiction, but I agree. he has I just wanna um distinction. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not distinction. When you talk about um like musical strict strict music um influences, like in a music in a movie, like the musical piece alone, that's called a score. But like that, that, that does accompany like a scene or whatever. It's like Christopher Nolan movies, the score will be composed by Hans Zimmer. But like a soundtrack now is a, is a compilation of the songs the, the director choose to have in the movie. So like, like let's say right. Guardians of the Galaxy for for for, for example, the, the 80s music in that will be comprised in a soundtrack. But the composer of the movie, he will do the musical piece that will accompany like the action scenes or whatever in the background. Uh, that's a distinction between the two of them. Mm, you learn something new every day. I didn't know that. Learning film things with Vivek, yes? Thank you. Thank you for informing all of us on that, Vivek. Appreciate it very much. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, and um, like, like, as Padma was saying, so like, you would say, so the score would be the, the background music, so the music that accompanies the scenes that not not like written songs, yeah. right? Yeah. So like, so like the scores, like especially like even scores, scores are like what make movies like iconic as well. So like even for something as mainstream as the Avengers, right? When you hear the Avengers theme, you don't need to see anything, but you hear it and you know like that's the Avengers. Exactly. Like, yeah. That. So it's just as equally as important, like just just as visual. It is important to attract, um, to be recognized. I think um, audio-wise is also important. But I don't, I like, if I'm being quite honest with you, like I can't really think of any um, scores that, like, I would say I could remember. Like I would just know, like, if I listen to, if I watch a movie and I listen and I'm looking at the movie and the score was good, like I would, I could. Appreciate that was good, but like otherwise, like I can't like really pinpoint any in particular. I don't know if like you guys have any in Star particular. Wars, Indiana Jones, Inception, Star Wars, yeah. Anything John Williams, Star Wars, or oh, um, oh, uh, Jurassic Park, Indiana Jones, yeah. Like I don't see like like if I like doing work, like they said, doing like a write up, whatever. I want to put on like a movie score in the background. Like some people listen to music. I mean, I'd be a little distracted with actual music. Yeah, same. Yeah. Um, 
I think I was seeing something where some university did a study and they were saying that um, when you want to be productive, the best thing to listen to is um, a video game soundtrack. Sorry, not video, like a video game score. Yeah, because I think I, yeah, I know you're talking about. Like the, the, so like video game scores would be like low in the background and like just like ambiance and to like help you focus on the uh, task in the video game. Yeah, you know? the design to help you focus and yeah. Yeah. If there's one, th- one video game score I cannot listen to that would make me focus and it would just make me cry is The Last of Us. Dog. I would cry if I listen to that. <laughs> The yeah, Last of Us. Yeah. yeah, that's probably some of the best music work in yeah. in a video game recently, or even ever, in my opinion. Like I, I have limited experience, but like I really, yeah. really, really love that. And in terms of TV shows, shout out to Game of Thrones. For sure. Massively as, as well. I think Walking well. Walking Dead as well. Yeah. They used to. The older yeah. seasons of Walking Dead. Yeah, well, the first season. Yeah. No, just, just like the music in Walking Dead. The Bear McCreary, I think, composed that. I find the music real, real top. Yeah, I, um... Yeah, like like I was saying before, like, TV shows and movies, like, they would... Once somebody hear them, like, they would recognize them. And, like... I, I mean, I haven't watched, like, either of the shows like Walking Dead or Game of Thrones but like I know like probably if I hear the music I would I would know it's the because of how popular it is you know because like I don't think you could have like a lot of popular work anymore without good music to accompany it because like I mean if the music is shit or like if the background music is shit the score is shit you're not really going to like get fully immersed in what you're watching or what you're playing that's just my take on it. No, we're not yeah. 100%. Yeah, definitely a major factor in the quality of the film. So, since, and, since we... Well, yeah, go ahead. And um, now too with, like, music composer and whatnot, I think it has plenty, like, intermingling between, like, industries. So, like, I guess back in the days, you know... Um, Film composer will stick to film, music composer stick to music, video game composer stick to video game. Now it have like people moving across because yeah. McCurry did Walking Dead, then he did the last score for soundtrack. It have um, Johan Johansson is a big one. He did Black Panther. He did. No, that's, that's, that's Ludwig Göransson. Oh, Ludwig Göransson. Sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. And. Yeah, yeah, so people just intermingling and going in between industries now. I think, and... I think he had started with um, Childish Gambino, so he used to produce all his songs. And then he mm-hmm. started to work with Kendrick Lamar and he ended up getting the job for Black Panther. Okay, okay. Yeah, even um, Black Panther, like, I would say was one of the movies, like, that had an entire original soundtrack for it. Like Kendrick Lamar came over with an entire album for that yeah. movie, Possibly and that one was of the, one of the best like movie soundtracks. I, yeah, I think it sure. is for sure. One of the best, yeah. That was that was that was great. Like I I when that came out, I was listening to that album on repeat constantly. Like, well, <laughs> Asked about that album soundtrack. Everyone have a different favorite in that soundtrack. 
that's the reverse of Tiananmen. Yeah, yeah, they have they they are more, they are a lot of um different like vibes like um in that soundtrack. So he did a really good job on that um on that soundtrack. So since we like, I glad we got to talk about like your like music preferences and like how we thought music evolved over the years. Like, what what would you guys um you guys have any experiences like based on uh music so far like like going to concerts or like going to parties like what would be like your most memorable like music experiences like something that would be based around music that you will always remember like for me is like i don't think like if it's one thing when i was younger my parents used to listen to a lot of um indian music and like whenever um those indian artists came, um, came down like so who would sing those bollywood songs they would um they would take us and like that's one of that's one of like, the only types of concerts i went to but um one one thing i could always remember from my um from my teenage years was like when people used to like go to parties like invite us to parties or, like go to like a bazaar and like all i used to play right through was dancehall music and i like thinking back on it now is hilarious like all these like isn't it's a known fact that modern dance or music is very vulgar and like 14 15 years I was like singing these lyrics low, low, low. I was in parties like it was it was very entertaining to me because I wasn't I mean no offense to anybody I was never really a fan of dance so like yeah that's like one of my um definitive like experiences I could recall music being heavily involved <laughs> I just want to say that that dancehall era of partying, like that, like <laughs> beginning of the 2010s, like 2011, 2012, in that era of partying for me, my bazaar phase was some of the best partying music wise. <laughs> nothing, 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 none of the parties I used to go to now or used to go to before this pandemic start ever slap like how them. Like when Kutch used to play, boy. I had the same when, or when I don't yeah, it used to be like a real, real dread. Oh, God. <laughs> Naughty man married and he like settled down and he calmed down and thing. <laughs> yeah, boy. Now, Vivek, I, well, you guys went to um, a Drake concert when you went to London, right? Yep. Build the dog trick. I really want to go to like a concert for like a big big artist boy. Yeah, oh, yeah I was true. insane. I was insane. That was real good. It was it was a little pricey, but honestly, uh, based on like the experience, it was worth it. Yeah. And how the fight up was to get like tickets and things to like get on the site and things. All of we had we got that day, dog. <laughs> Somebody talk about that, eh? Somebody. John, you go ahead. Yeah. Okay, so... Um, to get the tickets itself, all of us had wake up like 6 a.m. or something like that, like the four of us. And all of us went, so that's me, Kiran, Savio, Vivek, to try to get... Well, he and them dogs back, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm really sorry, but something going on in front of the dog just making noise. But yeah, um, yeah, 
Valeu uma mamãe, então. Ah, uh, uh, não, 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 And I think it was only Vivek and Savio had got through. Yeah. And then Vivek was going to pay, but then that didn't end up going through or something like that, right? So it was like the, the point oh, when oh. you had to click submit and then put in my card information and everything. And I click submit and like literally it didn't happen. What and I was like, what? Why so would you like to organize Like it was taking too long for mine to load and it payment didn't go through. And it was a real good thing that Savio had also had some waiting. So when yeah. we realized that didn't go through, Savio ended up buying it first. So we get a real, real lucky. And yeah. we get seats together, which was real yeah. good. And the seats was real decent seats. Yeah. I find we had good seats. It yeah, wasn't it was like up close good. or anything like that. It was good it enough was good. that we got to show a jerk. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then now, the day for the actual concert, we had booked That was the that was the day um Avengers Endgame tickets were releasing. Yeah. The day, the day of Drake concert. So we, we tell us tell ourselves well we don't want the, the site to crash like what happened with Drake. So we decide to okay, we will try in the morning and if we don't get through, we'll go in the actual cinema and buy tickets in the box office. So we get up and tickets were releasing like lunchtime or something. And all, all of us tried and I think the site was, was crashing. I believe. Yeah, we didn't and, get through at all. Yeah, we didn't get through online, so well, we decided to meet up in the cinema to buy the tickets. And when we reach, we, we get everything. I think it was pretty smooth there in the box office. But then we had to reach back, I think, to meet Kiran to go in the Drake concert, which was starting like six or something. And it had delays on the bus and all kind of thing. And by the time, I think we missed lunch and we were getting real hungry. <laughs> And while waiting for Kiran, we just went in the grocery and buy like some a sandwich, yeah. a sandwich and some little chicken bowl kebab kind of thing. Yeah. And real we sat up, we waited for the bus, rushed and eaten that. That was a real hectic. That was a day. hectic day. It was literally from one part of London to the next part of London. Jesus, big up the O2 or the O3, the O3. Yeah, yeah. And also like right before. We had come back because of the pandemic and whatnot. We bought tickets to go see the we weekend can. after our yeah. stuff. Well, we had to come back and not get cancelled and also. Yeah. So we missed out on well, that one. Once you get refunded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I end up getting refunded <laughs> for that. So. Well, Palmo, you have any um concerts you went to since you start, since you went to the States? Nope. I didn't go to <laughs> any of them. <laughs> I thought you were just going to stop after no one is mute back. You can try for a weekend when he announces dates yeah. for the... Yeah, that's the, that's the one I'm thinking about, about trying for yeah. the weekend. Hopefully I can get something sooner or later with some other artists coming down. Because I have no yeah. problem going and, and going through all, the, all them, all them antics to, to get there. I, I would love myself, but <laughs> we'll, we'll see how it goes. 
Yeah, I am. Um, oh yeah. Besides, besides that, I don't think I ever like got a chance to go to any concerts. Like, boy, the concert. <laughs> yes, I would. I would briefly give um a history of. I did not conduct a concert. Actually, uh, Padma was the one who conducted the concert. He was he was the showrunner. He was the um. He was a superstar. I don't think anybody could, you know, outshine him. I, 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 I was in a concert for for six years, and then the seventh year, I had to manage the concert. Yeah, so Padma, Padma got a big promotion, and you know, the only thing I didn't do anything any concert like music wise. I was the, I wrote the play for the concert. And that was it. So. Kiran, I mean, I sorry to disappoint everybody, but I did not actually perform in any concerts. Did I? No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. But um, but yeah, the only like the only thing we ever get close to like famous artists in Trinidad is like tribute bands. I think my um my parents yeah, went. Yeah, uh, time. Yeah, I think my parents went. Uh, uh it was Bruce Springsteen. I think he came down. I think they went to his concert and a Michael Bolton concert as well. But um, I mean, I I didn't grow up with those artists, so I mean, obviously, I didn't go. That's like something for my parents to go and enjoy, like have a date. But yeah. But oh, you um, remember when Chico was in Tobago? Sorry. When Chico was in Tobago. Yes, I remember that. I remember everybody went to go. That period when I came to that boy. And wasn't it um one of these um one of the fets, uh that it's a big did... no no not not that one uh was like um it was momentum uh, everybody what John yeah no it was momentum and everybody thought Drake was coming down and then everybody was disappointed when Drake didn't come down. oh yeah why Drake coming here oh, he, I don't he know what why people thought he would have come down though i don't understand why <laughs> i don't understand though i hear men talking and this boy drake won't come no for me that's like that's like when um brian i was supposed to come and meet go primary school but then he didn't come and the whole school was disappointed john you cry boy yeah you cry don't cry john and you meet kamala in the helicopter <laughs> <laughs> That's um, oh good. That's a story for another day. <laughs> I mean, it's a very short story, but I mean, I got yeah, we got um, the helicopter land, and she come out. That's it. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> like yeah, Kamala. Kamala. <laughs> Jack, wanna shake my hand once? If that comes for anything. Yeah, me too. And you never watched yeah, after yeah. that. Nah, no, I keep smiling. At it. <laughs> uh, I um I remember when Kamala came down. She um I had a Digicel, like one of the one of the first phones with the cameras. I wanted Digicel phones with the cameras on it, and like the quality of the it was like 0.5 megapixels. So I um I tried to take a picture of the helicopter with this with this camera phone, and then when I come home, I see it's a black dot. Surrounded by grass. <laughs> 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 the camera, oh shit. 
Wait. <laughs> so yeah. But yeah, I mean, I got um we got to talk about um our views on certain types of music and like discuss it. I mean, I'll be hope everybody listening enjoyed our talk on this. And you found it a bit informative, especially Vivek's um take on what a score is with the soundtrack. You know, I could always depend on Vivek to give us um some education. <laughs> I'm here all day. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, uh, hopefully you know next week we could um we could give you all some stories like uh, some ex- some more experiences and uh, if you all want we could even um share some of our favorite playlists with you all because I mean I would honestly Vivek has to share his nostalgia playlist with me still so I mean I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I think we just put them up on the um Instagram story whoever people yeah. wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you all could even share like your best like artists or like soundtracks. A good young top one. Not real quick. Like I wanted to know what other favorite artists was. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, me. Um, I feel Metallica had to be one. Then probably Judas Priest. Do a top three. And then all them from the eighties. Okay, I'll do one more. Not from the eighties. Probably Green Day. So Metallica, Judas Priest, Green Day. From like Bestos. Bestos. Um. I'll 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 give a top three like as of right now because it's like my old time. I can't really give that. Like as of right now, I'll say um Drake, Weekend, Travis Scott. Um. I feel like for me, uh, Kendrick Lamar, Frank Ocean, and Popcorn. Nice. That's a solid true. My my diverse. That is a very diverse. My my top three. I mean, like, I really like like I said, I don't I don't get like, a chance or like um. Who's Rather be so nerfed for one karma. No, 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 no. <laughs> definitely, definitely not. Definitely not. Um, I mean, my my top three had to be like Edgy has to be number one. I would say Martin Garrix was like one of my favorite artists, and like Charlie Puth is also one of my favorite artists. So, yeah, I'm very vanilla <laughs> when it comes to music. For me. I got to say probably my favorite had to be Bad Bunny. And I stop. Well, I like him Rob Alejandro right now. Most of it's reggaeton. But at the same time, I like Khalid. Khalid is always a good vibe. Or Black. Or people know him as Six Lack. Six Lack. Man like Six Lack. Do miss. I find he do miss, especially in his features. The man Never features will be insane. Like a whole new genre. So yeah, I, and the respect of calling him or what he wants to be called black. So yeah. There. It was a problem, I talk. I would I would have to say um Frank, Frank Ocean, then Kanye, and then Future. Mm-hmm. And a special a special shout out to, to Luke Combs as well, because that's all that's play on the radio up here. And that man real hard. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best I, never you, I never hear him before in my life. That's yeah, I don't know that. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, 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 yeah. 
but big up, big up to yourself, Jaron, to be a, a fellow um, oceaneer. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, that's well. I got um. We got to give everybody our top three, and like we, as you say, we could put up a little poll, a little question, and you all can tell us your top artists or like your favorite artists or favorite songs right now. So yeah, um, thank you all for listening once again to our podcast and stick it in there for the for the past hour. We really appreciate your just like support and everything. So yeah, that that would be about it for this week. Uh, thanks once again, um, Vivek. Yeah, well, till next week, fellas. Take a five outside. All right, head everybody. <laughs>